Talk Money is a production of Lola Media. Say hi, Lola. <coughs> For updates, further breakdowns, and past episodes of this podcast, sign up at thetalkmoney.com. If you enjoy our podcast, help us get the word out. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to help us reach more ears. And now you can sign up for our newsletter, where we curate the best money topics of the week from across the internet. It's quick, informative, and most importantly, fun. Sign up at thetalkmoney.com slash newsletter. Hey everyone, Mesh here, and welcome back to our Wednesday short, The Talk Money Weekly. We took last week off, but now we're back to talk about current business events that pair with our newsletter. Today's episode... Bitcoin and crypto crashes. So the crypto markets have crashed again. The last one was in March of 2020 when the pandemic happened. And the one before that was at the end of 2017 before we had what was known as the crypto winter. Why is this happening again? This is a 50% correction about given Bitcoin's probably down 50%. A lot of other currencies are down as well, including Ethereum and then all the altcoins. So usually what happens with the crash is the market doesn't like uncertainty and a series of events just kind of blows everything up. And that just cascades into a bunch of selling, usually followed by people freaking out and then selling even more. And then people really, really freaking out and then selling everything even more. So just to put things into perspective, in the last year, Bitcoin is up about 5x, which is an insane amount to be up frankly, in a year on anything. And that's Bitcoin, let alone all the other cryptocurrencies. You know, some are up even more than that. Some are up significantly more than that. So when you have something that goes up so quickly, you have to expect that it's going to correct at some point, that it can go down just as fast. And if you've been in Bitcoin, at least since 2014, you'll know that Bitcoin has these run-ups and then it drops 80 to 90%, then it runs up again even higher, then it drops again, then it runs up even higher, and then it drops again. So you can't just expect things to go up 5X, 3X, 10X without it correcting. Like you gotta get into that mindset that if this thing's gonna go up, it's also gonna come down. So like, what's my time horizon on the investment. Are you long? Do you believe in the overall technology? Do you believe in five, 10 years from now? Okay, then this shouldn't really worry you, right? If you're trading and you're freaking out, well, I don't know, maybe you got to rethink your strategy. If you borrowed money and you're freaking out even more, you probably shouldn't be doing that. Look, professional traders are professional traders, and they'll all tell you it's all really about what you end up at the end of the day, what your net returns are. So things go up, things come down, and especially when they come crashing down hard, yeah, it gets pretty ugly. So a few of the catalysts were U.S. tax regulation. The U.S. is like, hey, all these people are making money from crypto. You better fucking pay us our money. You owe us taxes. This is not necessarily a bad thing. This is just something that's just got to happen, right? Like this is how we legitimize this even more. You owe taxes if you buy and sell Bitcoin. If you hold it, you don't owe taxes on it. Hopefully you only owe taxes when you sell it. Okay, so that's one thing. Then China starts cracking down on Bitcoin miners. China is China. They're going to do whatever they can to gain control of their country and control their citizens. So that's on China. And granted, a lot of selling did happen on the Binance exchange, which is really more where a lot of people in Asia and overseas buy and sell crypto. Then you have the Elon Musk tweets where he's God knows what side he's on this time, but he's saying that, you know, he's not that supportive of Bitcoin because of environmental risk. Granted, he didn't actually sell his Bitcoin, but it does like cause uh, a big 
push into the market where now you have U.S. regulation, China crackdown, Elon Musk tweets. Bitcoin had already made this big run up and it wasn't exactly continually to go higher. So it was kind of sitting in this range. So it just needed one event to go pop. And instead, it got quite a few different events and, and catalysts to push it down. And so what happens is when it starts pushing down, especially when there's like big people, like big whales selling, it means that there's going to be a lot of volume on sell orders. That's going to cause the price to go down even more because they're trying to find people to match with, to buy from. And so when that happens, people have set up stop losses, which is basically like if Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency goes below a certain price when I'm sleeping or, you know, whatever, sell, sell, sell. And so when that happens, it just basically triggers a bunch of other sell orders and everybody else's sell orders. Then you just get this capitulation where like everyone's fucking selling. And when you're selling that much and there's less buyers, you're just trying to get the best price. So imagine doing a fire sale. You go to a pawn shop, right? You're not going to get the best price. You're going to get probably the worst price. And so like if everyone's trying to sell something and there's only like a few buyers, uh, it's going to get pretty ugly. And so that's what's happening here. The other thing to keep into account is that a lot of the sellers, a lot of the big sellers were new entrants into the market, meaning they probably bought Bitcoin in the last year and they're either taking profits or they're getting freaked out. The ones who are getting freaked out, this is what you call weak hands. Uh, weak hands are simply like people who can't handle the pressure. It's a poker reference and they draw down and you know they call it quits. And so on the, on the other side, you have strong hands or as they call diamond hands is people who are just like, you know what? This is not phasing me at all. I'm going to hold on here. I'm in the long run. This is no big deal. This is what we expected. If we want to make 5, 10x our money, we got to expect a 50% correction. They might be looking at this as a buying opportunity. So the way to think about it is that if you're freaking out, if you're absolutely freaking out that this is 50% down and you just got in, well, maybe you bought too much or maybe you're just not used to seeing that type of volatility and that's okay. The way I think a lot of people should look at it is that in the short run, things need to get like reset. And uh, in the long run, if you still believe in this stuff, then again, it's not that big of a deal. If anything, it's a buying opportunity. You buy the dip, you average your price down. Technically, you're getting the price that you probably were not able to get in the first place because, you know, Bitcoin had made this big run up. So that's one thing to think about. So it's okay. Like this is not the end of the world. People take profits, people sell in fear, the world resets. And, you know, you got to think about it that people might also be wanting to raise cash right now. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world with inflation, with global economies, with the global markets kind of like coming under pressure as well. There's all sorts of stuff happening. So people taking some cash off the table off something that's made a huge runoff is not a bad thing. Honestly, you just got to like go through it. This is the learning curve. Like I've been in Bitcoin since 2017 and crypto since 2017. So I've seen this thing drop 80% and you kind of just stay on board and you buy more, you see an opportunity um, and we'll just kind of see what happens here. But here's the big lesson. Don't do things irrationally. Don't trade or day trade if you're not a professional trader or day trader, right? And expect that things only go up. The only way you're going to learn, to be honest, is by losing. So take this as a learning experience if you are one of those people. And if you borrowed, uh, you probably shouldn't do that. We've already talked about on, on the show a few times how people can get blown up by borrowing too much. And especially when things go down, oh man, it's a shit show. Good luck. And then the other thing is, you know, if you're thinking about buying opportunities, like if you're looking to dip, if you can stomach this, these are all really, really good lessons. You don't have to have a ton of your money in this stuff. If you are looking at it all, just start small. 
Get used to it. Get used to the feeling. Be a part of the whole thing. You know, be a part of the volatility. Get used to that. This is this is your chance to train yourself as an investor. So don't overinvest. Don't overallocate to this. Get used to the volatility. This is going to happen. And hopefully what we're going to see here is that because there's more institutions, because there's more infrastructure, because there are more people involved in this, a lot has changed since 2017 and a lot of changes in the last year. So it is different. So maybe this is a 50% correction. Maybe it's 60%, but maybe it comes back sooner. Maybe it takes a little bit more time, but just know that each time it's different in a positive way. Historically, the highs get higher. You know, it does hurt when it crashes like this, but I think we're seeing this become more and more of a part of this world. Besides us as retail investors and institutions and governments, like everyone's getting involved in this and we can see that as a good thing. So that's it for this week. Make sure you're subscribed to the Talk Money newsletter to get more business news released every Wednesday along with the podcast. That's thetalkmoney.com slash newsletter. Until next time.